Anyway, Terry, you're here today to talk about an extraordinary find and the puns will continue on, I have no doubt, because a few weeks ago I met a gentleman by the name of Vivian Hughes while I was out buying some plants for the garden and he told me a great story and I said, oh, I know just the man to investigate and it's Terry Flanagan. So explain more, please. Well, Derek, as you say, you met Vivian Hughes and I went out to see him in his house and he told me of this exciting find he had in the garden where he found three eggs in total and these eggs, they were buried in flower pots and not only were they buried in the flower pots, but they were also covered and hidden. And he wondered how they arrived there, especially since they were unbroken when he found them. So intrigued to find out more, I popped out to his home in Knockline to find out more. Come on over, I'll show you. I have the egg here. Right. Harry. I have it safely hidden in this box. Okay. So you have so small... I have two eggs. Oh, there's a... This is what a you... A white egg. Yeah, a small white egg. It's, well, it's not that small as eggs go for birds. So it looks like it's a big bird or a duck. To me, it looks like a pheasant egg. Ah, you could be very true. Okay. Very true. And, and the brown one? The brown one, this big one, is what I thought would be a chicken egg. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that to me looks like a chicken egg, all right. It's about, yeah. it's about the size of a chicken egg. It is, isn't it? There's a bit of a smell off them there as well, too. Well, yeah. My sense of smell is not great. So you found the first egg here in this it, pot here. In that pot. But it was down in the soil. Oh, yes. I'd taken a couple of trowelfuls of earth out right. when I uncovered the egg. Luckily, I didn't break it. I didn't shove yeah. the trowel into it. But it was terrible. It's lying there. And what about the second egg? The That's second a white egg. one. The white the, one is an odd egg. Right. So we're just moving down the garden down to one of your sheds here. Yes, this is my my man's shed, as it were. This was attached to the shed railing. Yeah, it's 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 like a little flower pot holder. Trough, yeah. Yeah. And it was in that, in the earth, in this, that I found the second egg. Right. I thought, rather say, how on earth did he get into that? Have you any ideas what's been happening? I. Asked various people. In fact, I did even uh, one of the bird watch people. I asked, I had an idea, except you just thought, like I said, maybe it could be a fox or it could be a bird. And I said, How would a bird manage to keep one of them and fly with an egg in its beak? And I thought, That's not on. The only thing I can think of is that it's probably a fox. Hmm. Well, looking at but the I eggs, don't know first how of all. got into the garden because you'd have to go over the wall. Well, foxes are great climbers. Yeah, but with an egg in your mouth? Yes, I've seen photographs. I haven't seen it myself, but I've actually seen photographs of foxes walking along with an egg in its mouth. Incredible. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, so when did this happen? Oh, some time ago. At least two years ago. I've been meaning to do something about it. And then one day, recently, I was in uh, one of these woody type places and I, I met Derek Booney. I thought, well, I'd have a chance to tell him about it if he listened. And he did, very kindly, he listened to me. He said, oh, we must do something about that. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> well, that afternoon he rang me and I'm here now, which is yeah. what, only a couple of days later. Um, when I'm looking at these eggs here, there's definitely two different type of eggs. To me, one looks like a chicken's egg and another looks like a pheasant egg. Yes. Now, do you have pheasants around? I would have said no, but I did see one out on the green in the front. Right. On one occasion. Because That's this is very thing. suburban Dublin. It is, yeah, yeah. But and there's a big estate over the wall here. Yeah, I can't actually see over the wall, but you tell me that they're building on this estate. They are. 
I can show you if you wish. Yeah. But they, they, they must be disturbing the soil then, are Oh, they? No, yes. Any wildlife that was in there would be gone by now. Because right. okay. they dug up the whole place. Would there have been pheasants in there, do you think, nesting? It's possible. But there's a fox in there as well. So I doubt if they're going to share the same well, piece of land. It, it could be exactly that. Yeah. Because the fox may have come across a pheasant's nest. Yes. And took some of these eggs to cash them because foxes will cash food yeah. for later on. I didn't if, know that. Yeah. Uh, pheasants lay eggs on the ground. They have their nest on the ground. Yeah. And they may have what, 10, 12, 15 eggs mm. in a nest. They're mm. not going to eat mm. them all. So what they might do is they might carry Just them in here to the garden and bury them in here in the garden. And come back later. And come back later for them. And to me, that's what that first egg looks like. That white egg looks to me like a, a pheasant's egg. Right. But right. let's have a little think now about the second one, the brown egg. That's the chicken one, chicken yeah. egg. I'm sure it's a chicken egg. Well, I, I, well, I, I yeah, I, I would imagine it is too. Is, do any of your neighbours keep chickens? No, no, no. Are you no, sure? Absolutely, yes. Um, maybe somebody a couple of roads away. No, the only other place I could imagine is out on the main road, right. out on Lockline Road. There's an old house over there, which I at one stage thought it may be in a sort of farmland. Now there may be chickens over there. I don't know for sure, but it looks like. It could be. Yeah. The first thing I was thinking about before we even think about a chicken farm, would would someone be playing a practical joke on you? Oh, I thought of that because I've three girls and they're good, smashing fun, and they would do that sort of thing. But none of them were here yeah. at the time, you know. And I did check it out, but uh, no. The egg here, this what we think is a chicken egg, it's it's almost decaying. When it was fresh, when you came across it first, was there a date stamp on it? No, absolutely not. I did check for that. Right. So it, it didn't take it for a stealer from his shop anyway? <laughs> no. Have you seen foxes in the garden then? Not in my garden. I've seen them up on the wall here. Uh, I've seen them walking on that wall. So it's, as you say, it's easy for them to jump down in here. But mind you, with a leg in his mouth, it's amazing. Mm. But uh, yes, I've seen foxes out the front as well. They will come into gardens, and they're excellent Well, climbers. I've seen results uh, in the poo right. in the garden. And I'm just looking here. You must have 20 or 30 potted plants here yes, in the garden. Yes, at least, so, yeah. So yeah. there's plenty of places for a fox to bury an egg. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say in the smaller possibly, what they're difficult is caused. Yeah. to dig out the earth and put the egg in and then put it back, yeah. the earth. So it'd be the larger pots that... I, they do it to that all right and that's what happened and just for the white egg the small white egg in this trough that was top. here yeah I mean that I would have thought it would be difficult for a fox to do that have you seen any disturbance on any of the other pots forgetting no. about eggs no I haven't you didn't see anything dug no. up on, on those pots no because sometimes foxes may dig up pots because they can smell the organic material that's oh, yes, in it you yeah. know the fertiliser yeah, or bone yeah, meal that yeah. might be in it then it might cause them to dig them up no, the only place I think in the flower bed there. Yeah. I haven't dug that up there. There could possibly be eggs in that. Yeah. So in total, how many eggs have you come across in the garden? Three. Three. Where's the third one? Uh, gone. Well, what happened Three. to that? Uh, it broke. It broke, right? It broke itself. Right. What about your neighbours? Have any of them come across no. eggs in their garden? No. Maybe the fox is leaving them here for you for your breakfast in the morning. No, it's a good idea. So how do you feel then about this fox, if it is a fox, leaving... Oh food in your garden I have no problem with that I'm just amazed I like fox I like to see the fox I like I look, look out for him every night because he rams around the green outside and it's, there's a neighbour down the way who I know feeds him 
when he comes at a certain time every night to get his little dinner, his takeaway, as it were. So do you do have foxes in the oh, area? Yes, and, and you're happy to have them here? Oh, yes, yes. And yeah. if they're burying eggs, well and good? Well and good, yeah, yeah. And he can use my garden anytime. It's not he doesn't leave his mess here as well. That was Vivian in Knockline. But Derek, you know Morphy's Law. Mm-hmm. And the can go wrong, will <laughs> go wrong. When I think of Morphy's Law, the first thing I think of is buses coming in threes. You wait all day for a bus and then three of them come together. Well, like bananas. They are indeed. <laughs> something similar here because we got an email in from Maggie Moynan who lives in Clondalkin. Yeah. And she has a similar but not exactly the same occurrence happening in her garden. Again intrigued, I had to pay her a visit also to see what was happening there. Now Terry, over here is where I found it, next to my rose bush, which is about a metre from my patio door. I was setting some snowdrops as you can see. So what you have here is you have some soil. Yeah. And it's... It was covered by leaves. Right. And as I put my trowel into the soil, about an inch into the ground, I noticed yellow fluid. And that yellow fluid surprised me, and I thought, there's no pipe along here. I was quite alarmed initially by the yellow fluid, and then I thought, on further investigating, I discovered a shell with a small little feather on it, a normal hen's brown egg. And I thought, oh my God, this is a bad omen, because in Irish folklore, if you find eggs in your garden, it's a sign that someone you know, is doing you bad or meaning you to be unwell. And then I realised it was actually not on the ground, it was actually buried, so there is a difference there. Now, but why were you at the ground, disturbing the ground in the first I place? I was setting this... snowdrops. Oh, OK, so this was just before Christmas. Just before, just month of December, so two or three weeks before Christmas. But the soil was completely untouched. No, it was no clue when I started, and I do have cats from next door that come into my garden. There was nothing to say that it was disturbed or anything like that. So it was perfect. So whatever happened here, someone or something yeah. came into the garden, dug up the soil, yeah. laid the egg in the soil, yeah. covered the egg again in such a way that you didn't even notice it. Exactly. Which was quite surprising. And then I was thinking, we do have foxes locally that come into this area. And I was thinking it had to be one of them or... I'm interested to know what you think. Right. Have you seen foxes in the garden? Uh, Not in the garden, no. Mm. But passing in front of my door and passing the area. That's your front door? Yeah. And you have a side passage here. We just have a look here at the side passage. And at the top of the side passage, you have a door. Yes. Now, you might think a fox wouldn't be able to get over that. I did actually. I thought, with an egg in his mouth, how could yeah. he possibly well, that's if jump it, it, that it high? Because the door is about six to seven feet high. Yeah, well, so foxes, have, they'll have no difficulty whatsoever in scaling a door or something okay, like that. That's so let's move back over then to the okay. flower bed where you found this egg. And as you say, it's literally only a metre from your back door. Yeah, I think it's interesting to find that a fox could actually, we'll say allegedly, come and bury an egg so close to the door but I think he was a clever fox as well because I have cats that come into my garden but they only come within two meters the other side so he chose a spot that was going to be safe in my estimation so I would say fair dues to him <laughs> he's a clever lad are there squirrels in the area no not to my knowledge lots of squirrels in the park and I do live I suppose about half a mile right. at the most and what about a large crow or something, a rook or a raven that might have brought it in? I haven't seen anything apart from starlings and magpies and pigeons 
they would be the ones who would frequent the garden. I haven't seen any. To me, it looks like a fox, all right, but I'm surprised that you haven't seen it because I see that you have uh, security lights in the garden here. Uh, I have, but he obviously comes in the middle of the night when I'm asleep. (laughs) So he's a clever fox. But the times I have noticed them passing would be about two or three o'clock in the morning. So it's not early in the evening or it's not early in the morning. Has there only been just the one egg? Yes, unfortunately. Mm. And I now that I haven't dug, but maybe when I discover, and I'm setting more plants now for the spring, I might discover some more. But you have more snowdrops here as well, because the spot where you found the egg is where there is a bunch of snowdrops. I also see some other bunches of snowdrops. When you were putting those in, didn't notice anything, no? No, no. So it's a mystery to you. It's a mystery, exactly it is. One that I hope you'll solve. (laughs) So two mysteries, Terry. Vivian's mystery and Maggie's mystery. What did you do? Yeah, isn't this an extraordinary situation? Oh, where we stop! Got <laughs> two examples of buried eggs in gardens. And still not sure of who the culprit might be, I then headed off to UCD and I met up with behavioural ecologist Holly English to see if she could shed some light on these exceptional events. <laughs> Okay, let's have a look inside here. Now, you have to be gentle. Okay, <laughs> let's have a look. Okay, so I'm seeing a chicken egg. Yeah, and, and the far side. And the far side, this looks more like a pheasant's egg. Yeah. So we've got two eggs. They're dirty. <laughs> they yes. look like they've come out of somewhere. Well, I can tell you exactly where they've come out of. They've come out of flower pots okay. in a garden. They were buried mm-hmm. in different flower pots Great. and covered up again. Okay. I'm just wondering, how could they have gotten there? Well, especially if they're in a flower pot, it could easily have been our friend, the urban fox. So foxes are what we'd call a generalist. They eat all sorts of things, um, including eggs. Mm. Um, so eggs are a fantastic food item because they're easy to catch. It's easier than catching a mouse, but they're still a really great source of protein. And if you've got lots of eggs or you've had lots of food on a given day, they're quite easy to hide away and come back the next night or night after if you think you might be hungry then. You've already had your lot. And do foxes, do they cache food a lot? They do. It'll be a very natural behaviour for a fox. It's something we see in them a lot. To me, the idea of being able to take an egg, to be able to put it in its mouth, to be able to carry it, in some cases across ditches, across fences, across gates, and then get to somewhere like a garden and plant it or bury it without damaging. Is that common? Yeah, actually, eggs would be one of the most popular items for foxes to catch, again, because they are such a good source of food and they can be stored quite well. I know we think of eggs as something that perish quite quickly, but for a fox, you've got all this lovely protein goo inside a nice shell, which is holding it all for you. So you can bury that quite easily. So the other thing that they'd often catch, actually, are, are bones. Um, so these are things that they'll hide and they'll store away and they can come back to them later. Now, how um, do they remember where they've actually buried them? Well, there's different kind of types of strategies that animals have when they catch things generally. So some animals would just make one big kind of, it would be called a, a larder, where they say, right, I'm going to put everything in here. And sometimes foxes will keep food items in their own den. So that's nice, it's handy, it's on hand. But what foxes usually do, they do scatter caches. So the idea is that you've got lots of different food items hidden away in different places. So if someone comes along and raids one of your caches, it's okay, you've got another one somewhere else. 
Usually we would see this more in kind of animals that would be quite clever. So our foxes are kind of famous for being clever, aren't they? So they, they can remember several different locations where they've hidden something. But they do forget sometimes as well. So you might find an egg that's been buried somewhere and it looks like it's been there a long time. They might have forgotten one. Well, that's what seems to have happened here because in our case, there have been four eggs discovered. Okay. Three of them in one garden and mm-hmm. one of them in another garden. And they're in separate parts of the garden. They're not exactly together. But they're a couple of metres, five, ten metres apart. Okay. What I'm curious is, when the fox comes back, is it by sight that he recognises the spot that he has buried the egg or is it by scent? They do have quite a good spatial memory. So we think they are good at coming back and finding the same spot again. Um, so what they do is they use clues that are in the garden, maybe that tree that's there or the line or the exactly. dog's dish or something. Absolutely. So they, they do recognise landmarks in their environment. And of course, especially if an egg has been there for a few days or longer, we will certainly smell it ourselves. Yes, so the there, there is a bit <laughs> of a, a smell of that. So they, they will use the smell then as well, because mm-hmm. dogs or foxes, they have a great sense of smell. Yes, much more powerful than Mm. our own so while we are very visual ourselves and how we navigate the world any member of the dog family their nose is really the primary um, Mm -hmm. sensory organ that they're using as a behavioral ecologist tell us a little bit about fox life in the city so i'm part of a team in ucd and we're working with dublin city council and funded under the dublin city biodiversity action plan and we're trying to learn a little bit more about fox behavior in our cities in dublin in particular and really we're interested in their movements and in their feeding behaviour. I often have a camera trap set up in my own garden, so I see a lot of comings and goings. And if people are thinking there could be foxes in their gardens and they want to see if they're caching things and what they're caching, um, it could be well worth looking into camera traps because a lot of them are very affordable now. But uh, I've seen them coming through the garden with sliced pan and bread rolls quite often. So clearly people are throwing them out to them somewhere. And a lot of them, because they are starting to cash those, usually a cash would be something that's very valuable that you can come back to and it won't rot. But uh, I think there's an abundance of bread being given to foxes. I've also seen a hiking boot brought through. This obviously wasn't a food item, but they will uh, play with toys that they find and stuff as well. I've seen dog toys. I found the matching hiking boot about two weeks later that was brought through and uh, a couple of goalkeeper gloves as well. (laughs) And what do you say about these two eggs here? I think, (laughs) I'm glad I wasn't the person that found them because they're stinking up a bit now. But uh, (laughs) It's time for them to go in the bin, I think, is it? I think maybe we can get rid of these ones and I think our contents, our lovely gooey contents are all gone so they're not much good to the foxes now either. But I'm sure there's plenty of other eggs and flower pots around Dublin and the rest of the country. Thank you very much indeed, Terry Flanagan. But there you go. Eggs being buried all around the place, Nile Hatch. Yes, obviously not a good strategy for any Irish birds that want to hatch the eggs, but it is it is something I, I've come across in terms of reptiles and so on too. They do bury their eggs quite a bit. And there's some birds in the world that deliberately bury their eggs under these big mounds of rotting vegetation so they can control the, the temperature and the heat. These brush chickens and Mali fell from Australia. Brush chickens? Yes, uh, or brush turkeys they're sometimes called. Um, they're they're um, Australian and Papua New Guinea uh, birds which actually make these huge mounds of vegetation and that then decays 
decays and generates all of this heat. So rather than have to incubate the eggs themselves with their own body heat, they use the rotting vegetation to do mm. that. And they adjust the temperature by taking vegetation off or putting it on and opening up little air chambers. And that's how the eggs So hatch. can they determine whether or not they're going to have male or female offspring, as in the case of alligators? I don't Because alligators so. do a very similar thing. They do. I don't believe so. Although I think there's some more research being done into that. But with, with, with reptiles, their biology is quite different, uh, even down to the fact that their eggs have much softer shells than those of birds. But certainly it's, it's, it's uh, certainly something that seems to have evolved independently in different parts of the animal kingdom where uh, animals use the ground and use heat there to incubate their eggs for them.